Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club Podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Jamie. Welcome back. How's it going? So good. Yes. I'm so excited to talk about books. We haven't talked books in a long time. For a little while. I went out of town. So we pre-recorded some while she was gone, so we had our episodes. But it's been a while since we've sat and chatted. It's so nice. Yeah. Have you missed it? Were you able to read on your trip? Was it that kind of a trip or was it busy and you weren't able to? You know, I anticipated reading because we were in the car a lot. Like we drove where, you know, and we Mm -hmm. were driving for a long time. And, and, but I didn't. No. I only did for like a short while in the car. So I did not read near as much as I thought. Once we got there, we're going, going, going. Like I never, and then I was tired. I just zonked. Anyway. there's, it was a great vacation, but not a reading one. But not a reading one. Yeah, there's both kinds. Yeah. So. That doesn't mean I don't have things to talk about. Good. But, yes. Jamie, do you have a fun fact? I do have a fun fact. So our book for August is Wild by Kristen Hanna. It was previously released as The Magic Hour. So um, just a reminder about Kristen Hanna. She is a lawyer turned writer. She lives in the Pacific Northwest with her husband. We've talked about her before because we chose her last book, The Four Winds, mm-hmm. as a book club b- pick last year. I don't think we did it as a book club pick. Oh, did we both just read it? I think we read it at the same time. So I haven't done fun facts about Kristen Hanna. I don't think so. Well, woohoo! Let's talk Kristen Hanna. So I just gave you a little bit. We've, ta- we've read her we've books. talked about and her. And talked but about But we her. didn't choose it as a book club. I don't think so. Oh. We talked about how we should have because it was yes. such a good I think neither of us could pick. wait. We could I not I think that's wait. what it was. You're right. Well, she's a lawyer turned writer, which I love hearing people's histories of how they got into writing. So I'll get more on that But um, for our next fun facts. But she... The Magic Hour, which is now retitled as Wild, originally was published in 2006. Since her fame of The Nightingale in 2015, she has gotten so many new fans that they've gone back and re-released a lot of her older books with new covers, which is just what they did with this one, but they've changed the title to Wild, which I think is more fitting. Um, So just kind of taking when she was less known and revamping them. Right. So we get a new old book, but it's the same story. And because new title, a lot new of book cover. Yeah. And because of a lot of her n- fans are new. Yes. They maybe wouldn't, you don't generally go back go and be like, back. what's a really old book that this person yes. wrote? Like you want to know the new stuff. And so this right. gives you an opportunity to, to, be aware of a book that maybe you yes, wouldn't you wouldn't go back to. Go it puts the for. spotlight on yeah. some of her previous works. So that's what this is, is there's nothing changed in the book. It's the same story. It's just a new cover, a new title. I think that's so interesting. And a so new release just to spotlight some of her older stuff. So. And I will say, I love Nightingale, but I've been a Kristen Hanna fan for a long time. I love women's lit. And that's generally what she wrote before she started historical fiction. Yes. And I think Nightingale was her first like true historical fiction. Although Winter Road has quite a bit of history in it. Yes. Too. But I don't think I think that she really did hit the historical fiction um with her newer stuff. With Nightingale. Yeah. Anyway, I lo- like it they're worth 
reading, I guess is what I'm saying. Like I, there are so many books when we started looking, I was like, Oh, she wrote Firefly Lane, which was really one of her older books. And that one got a lot of, um, new fans and stuff because when it was released as a Netflix series, right? Was it Netflix? Yeah, it totally was. So a lot of those older ones have come back in the spotlight in one way or another. Yeah. Re-release. Totally worth it. Yeah. So I'm so, I'm very excited to discover one I haven't read yet. Yeah. Well, I'm excited too. Um, I do want to make a correction also. Oh. I talked about a book um, two episodes ago on What's on Your Shelf called Just Last Night. And I said, remember I said the author's name was, it's Mari McFarlane. Yeah. And Mari spelled M-H-A-I-R-I. And we were talking about. Was it Mary? Is it Mahari? How do you pronounce it? It's actually pronounced Vari. Oh. Yeah. Which. I don't know how you discovered that. Well, I read her bio and then I was like, oh, I would have never gotten that right. So I wanted to go through. I wanted to correct myself. Um, It is a very. She says her unnecessarily confusing name is pronounced Vari. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> so, anyway, there cool. you go. Little correction. That's kind of cool, though. I thought it was a unique name and a unique pronunciation. I think we can do our best to say it right. Yeah. I like it. So, anyway, Sarah, now to what's on your shelf. <sighs> Feels good to hear that. I have some really, it does feel good. I have some good ones this week. You do? I what have you been reading? good, good stretch of books. Well, now I need to hear. Do you want me to start? Sure. I'm going to come hot out of the gate with um, These Impossible Things by Salma L. Wardeny. Wardeny. L. Wardeny. By Salma L. Wardeny. These Impossible Things. I gave it five stars. What? You don't give those very easily. What is this book? I don't, but I loved Loved, loved this book so much. So this is a read with Jenna Today Show book club pick. Okay. Um, But it is about mostly these three really good friends. They've been friends since childhood. Um, They are, their families are from Pakistan, but they have grown up in the United States. But um, they are very, very much immersed in a Muslim culture. Muslim culture. And even though they maybe don't follow all the rules, their parents might think they do. Okay. And so (laughs) they are in their late 20s, getting close to 30. And they're, you know, they wear the headdresses they're wearing, or they're, they wear it when they're home, but maybe not when they're out. They're dating, but their parents don't know that. And so they get to the point in their lives when they have to make some decisions. Do they marry within the culture, which is the only way their marriage would be accepted by their parents and their community, or do they marry for love outside of the culture? Cause they, some of them have um, white male, white boyfriends. And one of them breaks off her relationship because there's just no way she wants the big wedding. She loves the tradition of her culture but it's not who she's fallen in love with. And so she breaks up with him and has to make that choice. So kind of where culture and your life collide 
and tradition collide and what's the societal pressure, the family pressure, what each of them decide to do, and then what that leads to after. Yeah. And how these friendships, these women come to rely on each other in each of the struggles in their life. It's a beautiful story of sisterhood, but also really questioning, you know, what our cultural norms are and how tied we are to them and what the right answers for us each, everyone is when you're trying to make those decisions. It was really cool. sounds really good. It was really, really good. Okay. I loved it. I can't. I loved it. It is on my list. Five stars. That's these for impossible sure. things. I'm like looking it up right now. Like how they long want that to be hold? good Muslim women. They do. They like. Uh, it's just. It, I do think it is harder and harder in the world to live religion. Yes. In general, and. And what we say we do instead of the reasons we do it. Like that whole, do we do it because of tradition or do we really believe this and want this for our lives? And are we going to perpetuate this belief through the next generation? Is it worth perpetuating and passing on? Because there are things in there that are um, derogatory to women or abusive or power struggles with males and females and um, and some things that are just accepted amongst a culture. And I don't want to say just this culture, but any culture that are we going to just keep our mouths closed and let that continue on? Or do we stand up and stand for change? Wow. I think it's, um, yeah, I really like Sounds it. really good. It was really, really good. So, oh, gosh, I don't know if my books are going to stand a chance. Well, I, I, like I said, I don't give out five stars often. I really, really enjoyed this one. So. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad that you led with that. <laughs> I want to read. Here it. we go. Can I start right now? No, it's on. It's got a long. It's got hold, a long hold. In case you were wondering. Yeah. Well, thanks, Jenna. Good pick, <laughs> Jenna's book club. I made know. it a, a really long hold. I did wait for a long time, but she, I'd have to say, Jenna picks good it ones was worth usually. It. Very cool. All right. Um, the first book I'm going to talk about today is called Secrets at the Last House Before the Sea. Well, that's a long <laughs> t- Go Go back. I kind of <laughs> forgot to listen. Secrets. Secrets at the last house before the sea. The last house before the sea. So you so go there's down, some secrets there's, there. you pass the houses. And then you get to the last house. And then there's the sea. If they were going to give you directions to their house, they'd say, <laughs> the last house before the sea. The last house and before the sea. there's secrets there. Yes, okay. exactly. That's the, got it. That's the title. <laughs> um, this is by Liz Eels. Eels? Good guess. I'm guessing. I don't know. Eels. I've never seen that before. Eels. Anyway, um, this is the first in a series. Okay. Although, let me see. There's three in the series. I only read this one. Okay. Um, this is the story of a woman whose mother has just passed away. And so she's gone home to the last house before the sea. 
where she was raised to bury her mother and um, take care of her home and decide, you know, what they're going to do or what she's going to do. She's an only child. Her father and mother divorced when she was younger. And so it's just kind of all on her shoulders. She did. She was not. She's not excited to be back in her hometown. She doesn't have fond memories there. Children weren't always nice to her, and so she escaped as soon as she could and lived. I think that's in Ireland or Scotland or something like that. Okay. And so she's gone over to Italy and other places, and she's lived in and hot, kind of hopped around just to be somewhere different. Okay. Um, she has a boyfriend who did not accompany her home because he's busy just to give you an idea of that relationship not super supportive relationship okay um anyway so while she's home she is now interacting with the townspeople again and and finds that maybe they're not as bad as she remembers okay um some are some aren't Anyway, she finds out her mother's going. Her mother's home is going to be torn down. She didn't even know her mother didn't own the house. So lots of surprises. So she's now forced to get it cleaned out. She doesn't want it to be torn down. She feels like it's her mother's favorite place. It it has the home itself holds a lot of fond memories mm-hmm. for her and yeah. her mother. So she is now determined to find a way to save this home. So you throughout this book, you watch her um, try to save the home. As she's cleaning it and up and fixing it up, she discovers hidden secrets, which is always always what happens when we start going through yes hidden piles of things. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a fun story. It's just the interactions with her and the townspeople, um, the secrets that are un uncovered. Yeah. Um, it was fun. I enjoyed it. It was definitely light reading, easy reading, classic women's lit. I gave nice. it three stars. Mm. It's called Secrets at the Lake House or Secrets at the Last House Before the Sea by Liz Eles. Eles. Eels. Something. <laughs> Liz. It's Liz. by Liz. By Liz. Thanks, Liz. Liz. That was a good one. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay. My next one is Sometimes I Lie by Alice Feeney. I love a good Alice Feeney psychological thriller, and this one did not disappoint. I gave it four stars. And on the description of the book, the very first thing it says, I love, it says, my name is Amber Reynolds. There are three things you should know about me. One, I'm in a coma. Two, my (laughs) husband doesn't love me anymore. Three, sometimes I lie. So the premise of this book, it starts out um, with this character, Amber, in a hospital room in a coma and she can hear everything that's going on in the room, but nobody knows she can hear cause she's in a coma. So, which we don't know a lot about when people are in a coma, how much they, comprehension they actually have. Yes. Well, she can't move or say anything in response, but she hears everything going on and she doesn't remember. Um, she doesn't know why she's there. She doesn't remember what happened. And so she's trying to piece together why she's there and what has happened by what she's hearing in the room. And she's hearing things in the room. She thinks her husband is to blame. And she is hearing things that she maybe wouldn't normally hear between people in the room who think she's not listening. Um, super 
interesting. It kind of jumps back and forth to like a week before the accident, like what happened leading up. This is what she's putting together and little memories come at the more and more coherent she becomes. She can't even open her eyes at first. Um, So she starts piecing together what happened based on the conversations. And then that triggers memories and things come together. So it goes, it jumps between in the present, in the coma, in the hospital room, to being pieced together a week before the accident. And then it jumps back to some journal entries that she kept as a child. Okay. And so it kind of, it kind of jumps back and forth all over, but between the three, you get the picture of what happened and where they are now. It's good. Good. Yes. Did you know it was going to happen? I never do. I never do. I'm really bad at guessing. I know I read reviews all the time and people are like, I totally saw what happened from page three. No, 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 I did not. I'm not very good at that either. Honestly, I did not. I like that. um, The very last sentence, if when you read the description of the book, it says, um, this brilliant psychological thriller asks, is something really a lie if you believe it's the truth? Ooh. Ooh. I know so, people who believe yeah. the lies they say. Right. I really enjoyed it. Four stars. All right. Sometimes I lie. It's on my list. I just loved the perspective of the main characters in a coma yeah. for the majority of the book. <laughs> That's pretty so crazy. So it's, it's good. Okay. Good. The next one I'm going to talk about is called The Big Leap, Conquer Your Hidden Fear and Take Life to the Next Level by Gay Hendricks. Okay, this was recommended in another book that I read that was kind of like self-help. Okay. So I like kind of took note of it, and now I'm reading it. So the idea, this is a self-help book. Okay. The idea is that like things are going good in our lives, you know, we're just strolling down easy road, right? Okay. And we self-sabotage. Yes. Okay. It's like, wait, something's going to go wrong. Uh-huh. Like nothing is this good forever. Right. So we create problems. So one of the one at the beginning of the book, one of the examples that he gives is like, you know, you're sitting with your spouse and you're both you know, maybe one of you's reading the newspaper, one of you's reading a book and you're having tea. And somehow this serene moment changes on a dime because you say, have you taken the garbage out? Oh, my gosh. Or something like that that you know is a trigger. You can't just sit and enjoy it anymore. No. Yes. No. You can't. It cannot be a good, serene, happy moment. We do things that mess it up. Subconsciously, does it say why? Like, why do we do that to ourselves? Why can't we just? He does say why. Sit and enjoy calm. This was fascinating. I actually really love this book. I gave it four stars. I'll just Uh, start it off by that. I want. I would. You know, I would almost say five, except for that. I feel like self help books are never perfect. So I don't know that I'll ever give a self help book five, but a really high four. Okay. Okay. Because everyone is different and not everything works for everyone. So I don't know that I'll ever give one a five. But that's my take on self-help. Okay. But I loved this book. So the idea is we have an internal thermometer of comfort. Okay. Okay. We know right where we want. We have this steady feeling that we're, we're comfortable and where it feels good. And 
we'll get spikes, right? Where we feel extra good, like spikes of joy. Mm -hmm. And we're like, oh my gosh. And we get to feel it. But guess what? That's way out of our comfort zone to feel that good. Mm-hmm. And so we have this internal thermometer that's like, okay, we can feel good. Yeah, I'm, man- I'm managing, I'm managing feeling this good. It feels really good. Okay, now it's like too long. Like this feels too good for too long. I'm now uncomfortable feeling this good. And so we got to turn it back down to right where I'm feeling back where to my comfort level, comfort. where I feel normal and good. <sighs> okay. We do the same when it goes bad. Like we can feel really down, mm-hmm. but generally we don't stay in awful either. Right. We somehow we balance back, back out up. and we come back to our normal thermometer goodness, like okay. level. So what he's saying is it's possible to to turn up our thermostat so that we can continue to feel good for longer, why not forever, mm-hmm. and stay in that higher level of good feeling mm-hmm. and maintain it and make that feel like our normal and he has lots of tips and ideas on how to do it. And he calls it, like, he's like, we can sit in our, what does he call it? Like, level of excellence or something. Most of us can, like, manage really well in this really good mojo where we're, like, accomplishing things. We're getting things done. And it's good. It's not mm-hmm. bad. It's right. good. Right. He's like, but it's not our genius. And we can achieve this higher level, level of even excellence that's like really, really good. And he's, he is a, a therapist and he, but he's worked with some really important people. He talks about Bill Gates. He talks about some very, um, very high profile people who have come to stumbling blocks. You know, he mentions, um, Christian Bale. How after Batman, he like, yeah. he just uh, like went through the roof after Batman. And then he kind of dropped off the face of the earth. Yeah. Because he achieved this level of excellence Success. and genius that was yeah. amazing. Right. But it was like. What do I, was, there's nothing else I can do now? Well, kind of and it's it kind of like, like, I don't, this is more than, I didn't, I don't deserve this, maybe. Uh, or like, I'm not who you think I am. I feel like an imposter up here. Imposter, yeah. Right? Like. I'm, you're saying all these things, but I, I don't even know what you're talking That's about. That's not, yeah. And so we kind of ruin things for ourselves. And then he had this time of unsuccess before uh-huh. he was able to overcome it. And now he's doing well again, but not near what he had achieved. So he has, he's still trying to achieve that yeah. again. Yeah. Anyway, talks about a Ooh. lot of different people, gives a lot of examples. It was super helpful. And it made me like really, I finished that book and I was like, okay, what am I doing in my own life? I'm not super crazy successful. I'm a normal housewife, mom. I'm yeah. a mom. That's what I do. Yeah. And yet I also find ways to screw up my days sometimes. Right. I think it's right? human. Yeah. No matter what we're doing. Yeah. yeah. Like he talked even about something very simple. His daughter was away at summer camp, a summer camp he attended as a youth and that he loved and she's now there she's been gone a few weeks and he's like oh all of a sudden he found himself like worrying about her i wonder if she's having a good time i wonder if the kids are being kind to her if she's found friends there or activities that she's enjoying and he's just really worrying about her and so he decides that he's gonna call and just check in on her see how she's doing but she doesn't answer so he calls the head cabin or whatever mm-hmm. and talks to one of the counselors and she's listens to him he's like oh, i'm just worried about her i want to check in on her and she's like I'm looking out the window right now. She's out in the field. She's playing whatever game uh-huh. that they had organized. And she seems to be having a great time. Like, I haven't seen her without a smile. She seems great. Like, 
And he was quiet and he's like, oh, I'm so glad to hear that. And she was quiet for a minute, he said. And then she goes, you know, we get these kinds of calls a lot. And I find that it has more to do with the parent than the child. You know, like, are you, did you have a good experience at camp? Like, I promise you, she's having a good experience. She's having a good experience. So he's like, I hung up the phone and I was like, I created a problem where there was There absolutely was was nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. And I thought, I do this a lot. And it's more just like, right, training, it, it all kind of circles together, I feel like, all this type of stuff. Like, training our thoughts, what are we doing to self-sabotage, how do we recognize that we're self-sabotaging yeah. and maybe overcome it? We're creating worry where it's not necessary. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it was really, really good. Oh, I, I highly do. recommend it. It's called The Big Leap. The Big and Leap. And it's... It's an interesting concept that I feel like could be super helpful for a lot of people. Okay. I'm putting it on my list. You know what? I've seen this before. And you you know what? I've seen the cover now that I'm looking at it. And it makes me think of the book Out of My Mind. Yes, me too. Which I adore that book as well. Yes. Totally different type of book, but it has a fish. Jumping out of the Jumping out of a fishbowl, right? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Totally does. Very similar cover. Yep. How funny. Um, okay. I've got it on my want to read list. I love it. I want to hear what you thought of it. Okay. I sure will share when I'm done. You're not going to believe the book I read. What? Forever Interrupted by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Wait, what? What? Was there another Taylor Jenkins Reid book that I hadn't read? I think read? I'm reading it. Are you reading it? You think? Well, because I read like a paper book that takes me all year. Okay. <laughs> yes. No, I totally get that. Me too. Ah, and I think that's Windows the one on I've the been world. carrying out I've been with reading me, it forever. Or carrying around with me for a really long time. Okay. Tell me the title one more time. Forever Interrupted. This book was- Did the husband die at the beginning? Published in 2013. Um, yes. Tell me about it. Okay. So it is the story of this girl. Her name's Elsie. She's in her 20s. She goes out to get a pizza one night. And she just wants to be home alone. Like she has a best friend who always wants to go do fun, big things. But she's kind of just more mellow, introvert, likes quiet. And so she heads home to be alone. And she goes and gets a pizza. And this guy starts talking to her in the pizza shop. And ends up they end up he ends up asking her out and so the next day they go on a date like she gives him his number the next day he calls and they go on a date that day and then from there on things just it's like when she like she explains it as a supernova like when you know you know and it just goes fast it burns bright really quickly and that's her relationship with um Ben is his name and so they date and in within six months they get married just super quick and they get married they go to vegas yeah and just get married well it starts off at the very beginning they're in their apartment and he goes out to get some fruity pebbles for her. she has a craving for fruity pebbles and he's in an accident and passes away so it does start out i'm not giving anything away there it starts out that's what i was gonna say that's like right there yeah and um, she has not even met his family. Like, 
They're, they just did everything so quick and together. So all of a sudden that night, she's meeting his mom for the very first time in this tragedy, this tragedy, this beautiful love story that just burned out way too quick. It lit fast. And then, so she's mourning. She's devastated. Her husband of 10 days. And so it kind of goes through the, the whole majority rest of the book is going through the mourning process and how she is processing it, how she reaches out to his mom and how they process it together, which is not great. I mean, there's, she doesn't have a marriage license, so she's not considered next of kin. And so mom goes into the apartment and takes all the stuff and she wants his stuff. And mom's like, who are you? How do I even know you're really married to my son? Because it's too soon to have even had the marriage license yet. And it's like, how do I know you're really who you say you are? And my son would have told me if he was married. So all this processing and what's important in your love, even after that person is gone. And you know how she writes a character. So good. Oh, you just really feel for her and the mom and the things you go through. And can you ever love again? Can you ever, is it ever going to be as good as this love she had? And it's, it's so good. I gave it four stars. Okay. And again, based on all the other Taylor Jenkins reads books, which I've given most of her books, five stars. This is a really high four star. Okay. I would say almost a five star. There was just one part I didn't like. That I was like, ooh, this kind of ruins it for me. And I just couldn't get over that. But I give it a really high four-star rating. Pretty good. Forever Interrupted by Taylor Jenkins Reid. I'm I'm planning to continue. Keep going. Yes. I will report in six months. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) When you finish it. It's just the way my reading goes. I may have more time here in a few weeks. Yes. We shall see. Um, My last book that I'm going to talk about today is All My Rage by Sabah Tahir. Yes, this is on my list. I think you did well with that last name. I'm not positive. but Yeah, I'm not sure either. And I will say after I read this book, like I feel like I really should take the time to get it right. Ah. Um, This book is heavy. Okay. Um it's very good and eye-opening and sad. I did read this one. You've already read it. Yeah. Did you talk about it? I'm trying to remember. Um I think so. Cuz I don't think This it's is where they had the motel 2 months ago. So, yeah, you yeah. probably did. Yeah. But tell me what you okay. refresh everyone's. Okay. I think I did, but let's talk about it. I think you did, it. too, it's now that you say that. months. I think now that you say that. Okay. So, quick synopsis, and then I'll give my feelings on it. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So, there. the main character is a girl. One of the main characters. You kind of jump between three main characters. One main character, who I would say is the most prominent main character, is a girl. She... When she was six, she was in an earthquake in Pakistan. Okay. I believe. 
I might I don't recall, be wrong, but in but um, sounds good in the Middle East, and her entire family was killed in the earthquake, except for her. She <sighs> was able to hide in a closet, and the structure of the closet did not collapse on her. Her uncle, Amazing. who lived in America, came back after he heard about the earthquake and found her, like, dug her out, found her, and brought her home. To And he takes care of her now. Mm-hmm. She lives with him, and he owns a liquor store, and she occasionally works at the liquor store while she goes to school. She is graduating from high school this right now. That's where she's at, mm-hmm. and just wants to go away to college. But he doesn't want her to go. He very much wants her to stay and just work at the liquor store so that she, he can go back to school. Yes. Even though I don't know why he hasn't done that yet. There's right. no real understanding. We just know that that's all he wants for her is to work at the liquor store. Okay. Um, the other main character is a boy who whose parents have lived in America for his whole life. He was born here. And they own a hotel. And his mother passes at the very beginning of the book um, from kidney disease. And his father is an alcoholic, and he's kind of scrambling to now take care of bills. Keep it all running. Yeah, he feels responsible to not let her dream of this hotel die. Um, but he's also just a senior in high school. Right. This and is the like heaviness of that. The, the hardship of immigrant life. Yeah. Definitely. For sure. And... And all the things that seemed to go wrong for them. Mm-hmm. It was it was like even at one part in the book, the girl says, um, like, it can't it can't go wrong. Like, this can't be happening because we've already had all of these things happen to us. And she's not wrong. Right. You know, slowly but surely you find out all of these other things, like layer upon layer upon layer of awful things. Of hardship, hardship, awful things. Awful things. Every good yes. thing seems to end. Right. While more bad things come. Yeah. And it almost did seem too much to swallow. Very hard. Um, I think the takeaway for me was obviously don't judge a book. Don't judge people. Don't, I was going to say in, don't judge a book by its cover. But even more than that, like, you know. The walk in life that people yeah. take and their situations and their. We have you no idea. Know. Yeah. And nothing is always as it seems. Um, sometimes I guess it is as it seems, but a lot of the times it might you might be it might be worth asking or looking deeper to make sure it is as it seems. Mm-hmm. Because there's people yeah. who are suffering who maybe you could help. Yeah. The littlest things could make all the difference. Yeah. And speak up if you do know. Like speak up and be kind. Yeah. Anyway, it was a really hard it was a heavy, hard book. They suffer together. They end up in hot water over and over and over again. And it was it was hard and heavy. I really liked it. I gave it four stars. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what? I believe I gave it four stars as well. Yeah, four stars for me. Um, I really did like it, but I feel like I have to like warn you. Trigger warning on some Yeah, there's some things happening here that is and it's not in your face like Sometimes books are a little bit more descriptive than necessary. You know what's happening without right. with yeah. A whole lot, but it's um it's sad. It's it's a hard one, but also very 
It's good it's for It's a great awareness. reminder. Yeah, yeah, awareness. Yeah. It needs to be read. It needs to be talked about. Um, and our, our, the way we look at others needs to change on the whole in our country, I think. Yeah. So I agree. Yes. So it was, Woo. it was a good one. That's one that I, re- I listened to for like six hours straight while I was driving. Mm-hmm. So like, it felt like really, like there was no breaks, right? So Not very extra lot of it. It heavy. was just a lot. Yeah. yeah. And there are, I think, certain books where you need to take a break and walk away for a little. This one might be that kind yeah. of a book. Yeah. yeah, I agree. So anyway, Whew. do you have Good any more? Books. I no, know. Those that's, are mine. I had a five star and two four stars. You had fours and threes, two fours and a three. Yeah. These are I had what some a great- good ones. Yeah. And the three, it wasn't that it wasn't good. It was just a lighter, easier yeah. going that it was like, yeah. It has yeah. its place, too. Absolutely. It's a great read. I agree. Like, I don't have bad things to say. Absolutely. If you've read any of these or you're adding them to your list and read them, we want to know what you think. For sure. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. Rate, subscribe, Please. like, share the love. We love our listeners. You guys are the best. Yes. Thank you to Amphibia Sue for our music. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is your book book club. club.